Have you ever gotten to a point in the day or maybe a week (laughs) where you realize you're yelling at all the kids, you're snippy with your spouse, the smallest things set you off and you happen to pause long enough to realize this particular week, the villain behind it all is actually the mess in the house. It's the piles of unfolded laundry you've run through the dryer three times, hoping that makes them fresh again, or it's the piles of paper, or it's the way you're late to everything because of lost things. Oh, the lost things. Now, go to the flip side. You've just spent hours or days cleaning for a party at your house. You've stepped back and admired the accomplishment of full organization and cleanliness, and you walk downstairs to see your kids, and you immediately ask them to play something or go outside for a walk because nothing at all stands in the way. Nothing is choking out that time you want to just spend with them. This is not an episode on decluttering or home organization, though we'll have one of those sometime. This is about the soil of our family and how and where we are planting seeds in order to gather abundant fruit and harvest. If you need to take some time to just give yourself a good review, a good audit of some of the areas you've been planting in, in your family, and you want to just take a look at it with a good friend, then we might as well do it together. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome friend with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now, my mom who can still sing 10 out of 10 free throws, Jennifer Zumbiel. This podcast review comes from Lex Mom on our iTunes Apple Podcast review page. She says, I love to listen to this podcast. It makes me feel like I am talking with a good friend that is cheering me on to become a better mom and also makes me feel like I am not the only mom who is not perfect. Thank you, Lex Mom. You know, I will say... I love sitting behind this microphone because even though I can't see you, I feel like I'm talking to moms that are cheering me on just as much and that you all are good friends too. So thank you for leaving these reviews. Keep them coming. Leave them on iTunes or just send me a quick DM. So we used to live in a house where our backyard backed up to this guy whose family had quite a bit of land and we affectionately referred to him as Farmer Johnson, although that's not 
actually true. I'm lying to you because <laughs> he had a different last name, but I'm not going to reveal it here. Anyway, um, we would always joke about Farmer Johnson, and there he is in the backyard, and the kids would play and watch him, and he had a little tractor. No animals or anything. It wasn't a real farm, but to us, it was a farm. And I remember one day, we look out, and he's planting sticks in the back beyond the fence line. And we just kind of joked that Farmer Johnson must have known what he was doing because he would probably be successful growing sticks. And of course, they were not sticks. They were tree branches that he had known how to grow from. And they ended up growing and we were only there a couple years to see the sticks actually blossom into something real and they did and actually it makes me think i'd like to go back and look in that backyard and see what they have become because i was always fascinated that he could do that and make it into something beautiful now i want to compare that to something matt and i did um where it's complete opposite so we got married and somebody had given us rose bushes for our wedding, which was a fantastic, very thoughtful gift. These roses had names that had to do with how we got engaged and our where we were going on our honeymoon and things like that. So we get these rose bushes and we had put them like, I don't know, in a bucket of water or something in our garage because we had not planted them yet. So one night, it's about 10 o'clock at night, and I said, oh my gosh, Matt, those rose bushes are sitting in our garage, and they were small, you know, they were in pots, and I can't believe that we haven't planted these yet. We, we have got to plant these. I don't even think these are going to survive another 10 hours till we get up in the morning and plant them. So we go outside at 10 o'clock at night, and... We knew we were going to put them on the side of our house. So we go over there and we just start <laughs> digging a hole and plant these rose bushes. And we cover them back up and we're like, sweet, good. Okay, put a little water on them. <laughs> we're going to bed. We wake up the next morning, go out, look at them, throw a little mulch around them, and we go on our way. And I had remembered to water them for several days and things like that. So I said before, rose bushes were a fantastic gift. Maybe not for us, but <laughs> for somebody. So our rose bushes go on to grow, and they were actually there for quite a few years. I can't remember if we ripped them out or we did not. But I will say they were very pathetic. They did grow roses. However, they never were full they looked wilted half the time they were discolored they weren't that great so what's the difference between our rose bushes that should have had a beautiful life compared to farmer johnson's sticks that should have been thrown out and maybe burned in a woodpile the difference is someone cared about the soil and the growing process, they really did. Farmer Johnson would be out there tending those and making sure that they were growing the right way while we just threw them in the ground and thought, hey, let's see what happens. <laughs> 
I don't think any of us need an expert to tell us the way you tend the soil is going to be a direct correlation to the fruit of whatever you're planting and how it grows. I am bringing this up because I think it is so important. If we are sitting here on this podcast together week after week talking about how our families are going to stick together, we need to talk about what is at the heart of our families. And the heart of anything that is growing is going to be found within the soil. I think we have all most likely heard the parable of the sower and the seed. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is speaking from the boat and the crowds are along the water's edge. And he talks about how you are sowing your seed and what are you sowing it into? And he compares it to seeds falling on the edge of a path or falling where rock is or where thorns are. And then of course, where the soil is rich and how every seed is going to grow differently because of what it is planted into. Whoever plants it in rich soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He is the one who yields a harvest and produces now a hundredfold, now 60, now 30. We have got to think about where the heck our seeds are going in our family and what they are growing into. Where are the roots going down? What is surrounding those roots? What is happening as it bursts forth? Are they being cared for, these seeds? Are they being tended to? Is this seed getting enough sunlight? Is it getting enough nutrients? Is the soil being looked at? And are we making sure that the soil that the soil stays rich? Or are we just planting it and hoping for the best? I know that we all are sitting here and we're all at different seasons in our life. We have gone through different things within our own families, within our environments, within ourselves, and it completely can change all the areas of the soil in our homes and at different times, and that's okay. I am sitting here today with this episode hoping that we can just come back to what we are planting everything in and do a quick audit on it and see if, you know, some places we're doing a great job and we need to keep it up and other places, should we look at it again? Maybe change some things about it or just add a few new things. This is going to be an interactive episode and I hope if you are not in a place where you can write things down right now that you will remember this because I I think it's pretty easy for you to go back and do this. And you can probably make a mental note if you can't physically write it down and do this activity with us. If you are in a place where you can grab a pen and paper, pause this, grab it, and come right back. We're going with an acronym because I think it's easy to understand and the teacher in me wants nothing more than an acronym to make this easy. We're gonna talk about the heart of our family and each letter in the word heart stands for something that is the soil of your family. It is the heart where everything comes out of and everything is directed towards. Everything that is good that you want to grow is going to come from these things. We are going to make a graph. So at the top, it will be the quality of our soil and down the left will be all the parts of our soil. At the left side, write the word heart out 
knowing that each of those letters in the word heart is going to be a word. For each of those words, give yourself maybe two inches of space so you can jot some things down. So on the left, you're gonna have that column. H stands for habits. E is for environment. A is for activities. R, relationships. T, teaching. For each of these things, I want you to think about what encompasses that in your home. So under each word, you're going to write what might be part of that. And I'll go through each one. But habits, for example, may be your morning routine, your bedtime routine, how you eat dinner together, how you handle confrontation, how you handle disagreement, how you go through the process of coming up with a decision making experience in your family, whatever it might be, what are those habits? And you don't have to write all this down now. This is something you can certainly come back to. I just wanted to get the ball rolling. So as we go through this episode, it helps you have a personal experience out of this because I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about you. As we look at each one, we're going to go through what I want you to write on the top. Across the top, there are going to be three columns coming down that will be for each one. This is what I want you to write. These are your types of soil. In the first column, write rock, comma, no root. This is obviously where there is nothing that's uh, solid other than the rock that's under it, but nothing's going to grow here. There's nothing. The second one is going to be thorns, comma, choked out. So here's some soil. There might be some roots, but they're all going to get choked out by what's around them. The third column, write rich soil, comma, yields harvest. Now the point of what we're doing here is we are going to look at all these areas of our lives, the habits, environment, activities, relationships, and teachings, and we are going to evaluate which parts of those are we building on rock, which ones in thorns, which ones in rich soil. As you look at these, I think you're going to see that it's not like all your habits are being built on rock, but some of them are. And some of them are actually being built in really, really good, rich soil. That's awesome. Make sure as you're doing this that you celebrate all the things that you're doing really, really well. And don't get down on yourself on the the ones that you feel like, oh shoot, I hadn't looked at this in a while. I'm really terrible at this right now. That's okay. Just change it. it. Everything is going to go through seasons at different points in our lives. The examples that I'm going to give you, I've had in rich soil and I've had in rocky soil. And it's just life. This is just a time for us all to pause and see what we really want to work on so that we can wake up and know that we are really, really doing our best to build the family we want because it's all about what our end goal is and we have to focus on what we are contributing to today so that we can gather that harvest later and look back and think, wow, I really grew something that was so worthy and amazing and I focused on it and I'm so proud of what I did. So let's get to a little work right here so we can really start moving even further to where we all want to be within our families. 
For each of these, I'm going to give you a couple examples just to get your brain turning. But when you end this episode, I think you the best thing for you is going to be just to kind of sit down and focus on this by yourself and really dig into it. If we're talking about habits, you know, put in, I, I gave you some ideas before, put in what are some regular habits within your home. And for all of us, it may be different. You may think of your own personal things that you all do. I'm going to go with a workout example here. This goes with my morning routine. For about six months during the school year, when it was normal school year, I had this solid, rich soil morning routine. I would wake up 30 minutes before my children. I would go and do my workout, which is an online workout with my good friend who has her own business, and do my video. When that was finished, I'd go upstairs, get my children out of bed, have them do their morning routine before school. They'd get on the bus. By the time they got on the bus, Nathan wasn't even awake yet. I'd come back in. I'd do my devotional reading, and then he'd wake up about 20 minutes later. It was wonderful. That was about six months. I had this solid foundation of a habit that was building such good soil in my family because it made me just a happy person. I was getting my workout in. I was reading my Bible study. I was doing so many good things that projected into my day that made me make good decisions with words with my children, the way I acted, the things that I could accomplish for the day, the energy I had. It was pure magic. That was definitely rich for me. Then we got knocked out of our routine in the spring and my morning rituals, if you want to say, became nothing pretty much. I don't know. It was just the first thing that went and working out was one of them too. Even though I had this this ease of working out at home at my fingertips, things just got shaky and it didn't work out. And I would say for about a good solid two months, that was built on rock. And it was no good for anybody because it would carry over into the way I reacted to my kids or the lack of motivation I had or my focus with my quiet time and my devotional studies. And I was just trying to cram those things in when they fit. I might go for a jog here and there, but then I'd get mad because it was so hot out. And you see how that was just a habit that became built on something that had no root. I had no consistency. It wasn't doing good for anyone in my family. This bonus question for myself is brought to you by Together for Road Trips. Did you know that we have free Together games? We do. You can print them right online at togethermoments.com slash free. This one is great for any road trip where you're going to be in the car for a long time and you just want something more exciting to talk about where everyone is included or just for some quick drives around town. This is one of 12 prompts you can print right at home and have for your crew on your next car trip. This one says, name a job someone could have that is extremely valuable but doesn't get many accolades. My answer to this actually includes me telling this worker that his job was extremely valuable. So we used to have this minivan that was really old. We were committed to driving it till it died and we pretty much did. The last year we had it, we had to call AAA, I think four times for our battery problem. This guy kept coming. It wasn't always the same guy, but 
someone would keep coming to help us. And I, every single time I would say to him, you have the best job. You are so valuable to me. You make such a difference in my life because I really need you so many times this year. Thank you for all you do. So I think it's just a good way to remember that people don't always get maybe thanked or told enough how important they are. And it's a good thing to remember to do that. Use this sticker question with your crew or simply print yours off at togethermoments.com slash free. So as we're looking at each of these and you're looking at your habits in particular, think about what the foundation is. Is it solid and is that affecting the rest of your day and your relationships with everyone else and the way that your family is actually navigating through your day? Not just your own personal habits, but the ones for your family. So if we're talking about mealtime, what do mealtime habits look like? Are they built on rock? Are they built in rich, fertile soil Are there things choking it out? What is going on with that? Let's move on to environment. For environment, I'm talking about the organization within your home. I'm also talking about the artwork within your home, the things that are within your everyday environment. What are the words that are up on your refrigerator or your pictures in your home, your kid's room. What is fun about your house? Is your environment fun? What kind of things are surrounding you through the day? I'll give you an example of organization. That was my opening segment. I think that we can all relate to that. When my environment is in shambles, as far as messiness goes, it affects my mood 100% because it causes such a ripple effect of us not being able to find things. I joked about lost things, but that is a real deal that is a problem when you're not organized because you're scrambling to get everybody their school paper in the morning or their soccer cleats that weren't put back in the right place. I mean, I don't know if you can relate to that. Just kidding. Uh, But I think that we have got to look at our environment as such a contributing factor to what we're building our family on. And I'm not saying, you know, if your house is messy, you automatically have a bad foundation because you know the opening intro for my segment, and it is very much true. We always have things around the house. We live with six people. It's real life. But I'm talking about the ongoing mess, and it never gets cleaned up, and there's no organization to anything. Our laundry room had big-time problems where I would just throw things in there. I had no system. It was crazy. And last fall, I had a friend come over and help me organize, and she was a saint, and it changed everything for us because all she did was helped come up with a system for laundry baskets for each of my kids and cleaning supplies organized, and we got rid of old bins that just didn't function well. The point is she helped me to ease a problem area so that I could focus on other things. If we had a place for the dirty clothes and the clean clothes and a system for hanging everything up, then it didn't get into the way of everything else because I'm telling you, all of that was built in a thorny area. There were so many things that were choking out any quality time with my family because I just 
was so focused on all this mess and nothing ever felt complete and always felt so heavy on me. I didn't feel like I could step away and give much time to my kids because it was always hanging over me. Will there always be laundry? Well, absolutely, of course. But there is something to be said for having it feel like a clean system, just an easy thing instead of always feeling like it chokes you out. Again, I said that in the opening segment, when my house is spotless and I don't feel like anything is calling my name, I will easily sit down and have such joyful moments with my children because I don't feel called to anything else. Let's really look at our environment and see what is good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, and focus on how we can fix that to contribute to the good of our family. The A in heart is for activities. For this, I want you to think about where you are spending a lot of your time. Where is everybody focusing their time? What is your schedule like? What are your hobbies like? When you have downtime, what are you doing there? Are these producing good fruits or bad fruits? Are they things that you want to be spending your time on or are they things you don't want to be spending your time on? If you are volunteering for something at school and you complain every time you have to go to the meeting, why are you doing it? (laughs) Don't do something to please other people if it is not good for the people that matter the most to you, meaning your family. I think we all could do a better job of evaluating our activities and if it's not a heck yes I want to do that then it's a heck no because you shouldn't be giving your time to things that aren't producing good fruits. When we look at the activities, if they are built on rock and have no root, I think the good thing to evaluate there is, is the thing we're doing going to matter to anything or are we just kind of wasting our time? Is it building a root for something else? If it is, do it. If it's not, maybe take it out of your schedule because it's a good way to eliminate things and free up time for the people you want to spend the time with the most. Which actually leads into the R, relationships. Under this, I want you guys to think of all the relationships you keep and how you keep them. Your family, your friends, your children's friends. What are your communication habits? Now, we did have one that's on habits, but I want this to be about your communication within these relationships. Are you getting to know these people in a deeper way? Do you laugh together? Do you open up together? Are you building each other up and making each other better people? Now, I know that every relationship is different for a different reason in our life, and I am a big believer that friends come and go not in a bad way, but because we need them at different points in our life for different reasons, and I believe God places different people in our lives all the time. But I also think that we need to be careful who we are giving our time to, because if we all agree we don't have much of it these days, then we need to think about who we are giving it to. So are the relationships built on rock, in thorns, or good soil? 
is the time you spend with these people and the words you speak with one another and the things you learn from your friends, are those going to make roots that you will be proud of? Are your children surrounding themselves with people that are making them better versions of themselves and helping them grow these things that you want to see in them? Because I think we all need to do an evaluation of who is around us. If saying yes to somebody gives you more stress in your life, then don't do it. I know I don't have to tell you, but we all know it's just better for our family as a whole when we are careful who we surround ourselves with. As far as communication goes with relationships, obviously that's super important to me. I think that words matter so much for the foundation of our families. If our communication breaks down at any point, our family itself is going to face a real threat of breaking down. That's the whole point with Together. If you know my logo, you know it's a green heart. And it is a green heart for this reason. And it's pretty cool because we're talking about soil and growing things. But if you look at anything outside that you think might be dead, if you take the branch and you crack it, If there is a green heart in the middle, you know that it will survive and it will come back. In the same way, if our families are ever struggling or shaky or we're wondering what is going on, if there is much life, if there is solid communication, it will come back. It will survive. That is the heart of our families is communication. Make sure yours is built on solid ground. I think that one of the greatest tips for doing that is eye contact and really good listening skills because if someone knows you're giving that to them, they will give their words back to you. Now let's hit the last one which is the T in heart for teaching. By teaching I mean everything that you are letting influence and teach your family. This would be your faith, your values, What is influencing us, meaning music, songs, that's the same thing, Um, books, television shows, screen time. What is teaching your family, yourself, your kids, everybody, the values that you want to portray? Because it is no secret that your fruits are going to be a reflection of your values and what you stand for. Is this something that you are focusing often on in your family? Are you taking opportunities when you see things around you or the way people behave or things on TV that you disagree with? Are you taking time to make these teachable moments? At the same time, Are you lifting up a member of your family when you see them living these values out? Are you praising them and telling everyone else in your family, hey, did you see what your sister did? How awesome is that? Can we do more of this? And I love the way you guys just sat there and played together and the words you spoke together were amazing. That did not go unnoticed. Are we saying these things? The teaching in our family has got to be rock solid in the most fertile soil that we can imagine for our families because that is what is going to train our very best people to be their very best version of who they can be and who we can all be together. I hope that this episode 
really helped you just step back and evaluate something that I know is so important to you. I know that it really helped me as I was writing this. I'm excited to sit down with my crew and go through this with them together and individually and just help my kids kind of look at this themselves because it is the heart of our family. My challenge to you is to finish this episode and sit down and really look at the chart in front of you or if you didn't get to write it down, do write it down. Really take time to dive in and think about where you want to be two months from now with the soil of your family, two years from now, and you all 20 years from now because everything that we do today, every seed we plant is going to grow into something or nothing. If you like this episode and you like this activity, share it with someone who you know will like it too. Thank you for spending your time with us today. It really truly does make it so much easier for me to know that you are just going along life the same way we are and that we are all trying to be families that stick together. It truly is easier when we come alongside one another. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.